Hello, everyone. This is Ariana with The Morning Tea. I do have a very special guest here with me today, and I have been broadcasting about her for the past few weeks, so it's going to be really awesome to be speaking with her. I am, however, going to put you guys on a little song here by Charlie Puth, and then we'll get right into it. Oh, I know that dress is karma, perfume regret. You got me thinking about are back with the morning tea. I have here Megan Ware, registered dietitian nutritionist, and we can't forget about Dayanara. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Dayanara Leonardo, I'm here. She Ariana's <laughs> not alone. <laughs> she's disappeared to Colombia for a long time, but she's back. It was only one week. No, it was a long time. It was for me. two weeks. Well, yeah, because I didn't get to see you, but <laughs> I only missed one radio show. 
right? Um, whatever. For me, it was like a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So yes, I have been speaking about her for the past few weeks, and I'm so excited to have her. I have Megan Ware here. She's written articles for health news outlets such as Medical News Today, Today's Dietitian. She's been on Good Day Orlando, Ivanhoe Broadcast News, Univision, Univision, Healthline Media, Fox 6, UCF Nightly News. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's also been interviewed live on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Doctors Radio, uh, Healthy Positive Living, uh, 1520 WZW, Take Care Radio, and a bunch of other podcasts. So how are you, Megan? Thank you for coming. <laughs> I know. We're college students. We need to know about nutrition. <laughs> so tell me. Tell me about yourself. Give us a little introduction. A business here in Orlando. It's called Nutrition Awareness, where I mostly see people one-on-one. Um, it's a lot of counseling. It's a lot of one-on-one, really getting to know a person, figuring out what's going to work best for them. What people think I do, a lot of times people think a dietitian just writes meal plans and then hands them over to people and says, this is the perfect way to eat. Here, <laughs> do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found is that does not work for people. Um, nutrition's really going the way of individualized nutrition instead of just blanket recommendations like we've been saying for the past 50 years eat this way or eat that way but now we kind of know it's it's really based on the person what works for one person isn't going to work for the next person so I really just take the time to get to know somebody figure out what's going to work best for them and kind of work through it with them a lot of counseling so more than what I thought (laughs) when I went to school I thought like I'll just have to teach people that broccoli's healthy but (laughs) that's not at all healthy and this is why (laughs) (laughs) yeah um okay so a little fun fact I've known Megan Ware for a few years now I was her intern Uh, I actually was studying um dietetics nutrition and dietetics for a while and then I switched to communications but I've kept in contact with her because I know how much she loves radios (laughs) (laughs) Um, so one thing she would always uh, emphasize is why a dietitian and not a nutritionist oh yes this is a good thing to talk about so people think that a dietitian and nutritionist is the same thing but it's not you can call yourself a nutritionist from getting a certificate online in a matter of weeks or months but to be a registered dietitian you have to have that four-year degree you have to do an internship you have to pass a registration exam just like you would with nursing and then once you're registered you have to be licensed to practice in your state so if you're looking for any kind of nutrition help always look for that rd registered dietitian if it just says nutritionist then they probably don't have those same qualifications and it may have just been kind of an online thing that they got so um so they're still trustworthy though nutritionists it's just it de- it depends so what yeah. are, it's like what are you going there for you know yeah. are you just like oh hey kind of help me figure out how many calories i need in a day but so, registered dietitians are the only people who can do medical nutrition therapy meaning if you have any kind of condition or you're trying to treat anything with food then you have to be a registered dietitian to help that person Mm -hmm. so you can't be a personal trainer get your nutrition certificate and then help someone who has high blood pressure or diabetes or Crohn's disease or anything like that because you're not licensed to do that it's just like a doctor you know you can't yeah you can't go see somebody who just like oh yeah I did a lot of research on IBS now I can help you yeah no, that's you can't do that I know that's that cool. irritable bowel syndrome <laughs> yeah. yes. so is that like how you were saying that um 
for every person is different and that not what works for someone is going to work for the other. Kind of like a nutritionist wouldn't really be able to like really cut down into those things that would work for someone that is specific like, oh, not just tell me this is what you need to eat or just eat these calories. Right, exactly. Calories. It's it's a very like superficial like, okay, I'm going to learn what's healthy and just have that blanket recommendation of what's healthy. Mm-hmm. But when you're going to school to be a dietitian, you have to take all those physiology classes, all the biology classes. You really mm-hmm. learn how food interacts in the body. So instead of you just coming to me and me saying, all right, eat chicken and brown rice and black beans, like I know how that interacts in your body. And if you're craving certain things, maybe what you're deficient in and what you should be focused on getting more of so it's more than just the blanket like everybody knows a snickers and a coke isn't a good lunch (laughs) like everybody knows that like you don't need a degree to say that but to figure out what's actually happening in the body when you have a snickers and coke and how you're going to react to that and what you should do differently and why that's where the education of really figuring out what goes on in the body comes into play Uh, Okay, so I know that you have um, or might have certain code or a guideline that you follow at your business. I remember you would always tell me there was those three, the three. um, Oh, yes. The CPF. Is that what you mean? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, CPF. That's a big thing that I work with, like probably 95 percent of the people that come in to see me, meaning complex carb lean protein, healthy fat. Mm -hmm. Those are your three main macronutrients, meaning that's what your body needs all the time. So typically somebody will wake up in the morning, a typical breakfast is either nothing, just coffee, (laughs) or maybe like a piece of toast or a bagel or cereal. (laughs) Unlike me too. (laughs) Or like a granola bar. Like those are all the typical American breakfasts. And all of those are just really high in carb. There's no protein. There's no fat there. So usually a couple hours later, you're starving, first of all. And you want, like, fast food, something that's high in protein and high in fat. So then you have that food that's high in protein and fat. (laughs) And then there's no complex carb there. So then your blood sugar goes low. Three o'clock hits. You're super tired. You need another coffee or you need a Coke or you need a snack. And then you eat more carb. And then you have no protein and fat. And then you're craving protein and fat for dinner. So it's like hamster on a wheel you all are always craving something and so I always like take a step back how can we make sure that every single time you have a meal you have that complex carb you have that lean protein and you have that healthy fat because you can do that at home you can do that when you're traveling you can do that at Chipotle (laughs) like you can do that anywhere and it's not a meal plan that has to be super strict but it's about learning how to fuel your body in the right way and figuring out like what are the sources of those of those things I think it's really cool that um, the differences between a dietitian and a nutritionist, I've always been fascinated by that, especially when you told me everything that you do when I learned. Um, I thought it was really awesome that you basically break down every single thing of the human body and how it processes. Um, Another thing that I do want to know is tell us about your business. Like how, how do you incorporate all of your guidelines through your business because I know that your business nutrition awareness Mm -hmm. um, is basically following those guidelines right yeah so so do you want to know like how I started it yeah tell me everything okay so (laughs) being a dietitian it's actually a pretty cool career because there's so many things you can do you can work for a big food company like Kellogg's I mean every single fast food 
company, like Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, they, they have all have dietitians that work, that work for them. That's so scary. Uh, no, it's actually good <laughs> because we want to be, we want to have a say in that. So, yeah. you know, we, we want to be able to like be in that. The, it's, it's better for us to be in those situations mm-hmm. rather than them not even consulting us at yeah, all. Yeah, that's true. Because um, if they're not consulting us at all, then we don't have a say. So at least if we have a say, we can kind of push the way that we want things to go. But yeah, even Taco Bell, they all have <laughs> What about McDonald's? Like I try to think about. They all have dietitians. What are they doing? <laughs> I'm just confused. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're fighting. They're pushing uh, for the salad. Yeah. <laughs> they're fighting with everyone. Like I need more of this. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, no, but it doesn't sell. <laughs> and even um, every restaurant that has more than, I think, 15 uh, locations has to have all of their, their nutrition mm. facts on their, either available online or on listed on their menus so like the calories carbs grams of fat everything like that so that's a kind of a new mandate and dietitians obviously play a big role in that Mm -hmm. we work in hospitals so we work with people that are in the icu and critical care that need to be fed through a tube that can't eat so we do that side of it um there are a lot of dietitians in communications and in marketing and that do a lot of this radio type stuff dietitians in private practice that own their own business dietitian bloggers who take awesome photos of food and post recipes and work with companies doing that and that's full-time job so there are a lot of different things that dietitians can do I started in the hospital I worked in the gastrointestinal floor of Florida hospital you just I have made a her qu- I, you, I have <laughs> okay. to ask you some questions <laughs> okay. later because okay. I was planning on asking them but now that you say that I really need to ask them <laughs> okay, okay. Um, she was excited about it. <laughs> yeah. So mostly what I did there is people who had just had surgery a lot of times on their intestine that had um, things like Crohn's disease or celiac or had had bariatric surgeries that didn't go well. Those were a lot of the people that were on my floors. So I was teaching them either how to get the right nutrition and try to increase their calories because they weren't really able to eat or they were on those tube feedings and then I was trying to transition them to a real diet and trying to make sure they're getting enough protein for healing and things like that. But I, and I really enjoyed that and I saw a lot of really cool stuff, but I knew that I wanted to get back into, I'll call it normal people nutrition. (laughs) So people who are, you know, out living their lives in the world, wanting to get healthier Whereas I was kind of stuck in the box of these people are really sick and I'm helping them once they're kind of already past that point of being sick. Wow. So then I, I just started my business on the side. I got like a Twitter name and a website and a blog <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of saw people as they asked me. I didn't really do any marketing. I charged $30 and met with them at Starbucks and just kind of um, fumbled my way through it. I actually had a really great mentor who was a dietitian um, in Chicago. Her name is Christine Palumbo, and she had been on the Oprah show and had her own business and taught at a college, and it was like everything I wanted to be. So she really helped me to figure out what do I need to do because I thought, do I need to go back to school and get an MBA? Like, how do I make how do I make sure I'm doing all of this stuff right? And she's like, absolutely not. Figure out what you need to do. To, like, all this information is out there. You don't need to go back to school for another degree to own a business. So she kind of helped me figure out just legally what I needed to do to start doing this. And um, yeah, I did it on the side for maybe six months or so. And then my fiance now got 
transferred out to Texas. Oh, wow. And so I was like, okay, well, this is my chance. Mm -hmm. This is my chance to quit my job and see if I can do this full time. So that's what I did. I went out to Dallas and I worked as a waitress at night and started to build my business during the day. And I saw people at my house. I had an office at my house and people would either come to me or if it was families, I would go to them. I'd help them clean out their pantries and you know, <laughs> help them learn how to cook at home. And I had a lot of college student um, clients there because Dallas, there's a, a lot. Yeah, it's a, lot a of, college town. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I did that there for a while. And we moved back to Orlando in 2015. And now I have a full-time office. I actually have another dietitian that works with me as Megan. well. Megan. Yeah. And her name's, her name's Megan too. So it's kind of confusing, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's cool. I love it. I love that um, uh, you are basically an entrepreneur dietitian. I know that there's a category for that on what's the oh my God, don't you're going to kill me for forgetting. It's a <laughs> nutrition entrepreneurs practice. There group. we go. So it's like all the dietitians because it gets kind of lonely when you're working by yourself. Yeah. All the time. And so um, they started this group and it's basically like if you have any question in the world about how to run a business, whether it's what's a good who's a good accountant or do you know a good website designer or hey I'm working with this person with this condition I've never even heard of you can reach out to these other entrepreneurs that have probably either seen it or done it and then you don't have to reinvent the wheel so it's it's funny as dietitians it's not really a cutthroat world like a lot of other industries are I mean there was another dietitian here his name was Andres and he owned his own business as well he was on the other side of town he actually worked with with UCF for a while and he was great. He spoke Spanish. So anytime I had someone who came to me and they're like, hey, do you speak Spanish or do you do a lot of sports nutrition? That was his specialty. So I'd send them over to him and he would do the same, good. Do the same for me. Um, he just recently moved to Tampa, but it's Aww. not, I mean, we kind of help each other out and just like not one diet's going to work for everybody. Not one dietitian is going to work for yeah, anybody either. That's true. And the girl that works with me, Megan, she has a, a bit of a different approach than I do. So I kind of feel out the person and figure mm -hmm. out who do I think is going to work best. That's good. Them. So you yeah. guys like balance it out. Yeah. For sure. mm -hmm. <laughs> so one question, because we talk a lot about of women empowerment here. Okay. So being a woman, an entrepreneur, owning your own business, a dietitian, which primarily the dietitians are women. Mm -hmm. But um, how is it, it like, is, uh, how is your struggle, how's your accomplishments being a woman in this industry? Not the dietetics career, but more in the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial career. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I even struggled with more than being a woman was being in my 20s and having my own business. Yeah. So when, when I would go to these different, like, m events, you know, networking, things like that, it felt like everyone was just old and had their, <laughs> like, had their stuff, to, not old, you know, but, like, they had their stuff together. And yeah. I was, like, felt like a little kid. You felt lost. A little kid. Yeah. And then, and I didn't know if they were looking at me like, 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 oh, she's just selling supplements or something. It's like, no, like, this is legit. Like, I'm actually doing this and I'm doing yeah. it full time. And people would kind of look at me like, yeah, probably not. Like, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not really doing this on your own. So, it wasn't really, there wasn't really a struggle ever with being like a female owned business in any way. It was more, and it was probably my lack of confidence too. But now I'm like, okay, I'm 30 now. Like I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough to, make, to be making this, yeah. ha making this happen. And I feel like the age, the age I am now, I've kind of been doing it for 
five years now so yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident you sound like you've been doing it forever and ever <laughs> like this is your thing well at least been thinking about <laughs> it forever but yeah, yeah. I think yeah, five or six years now. So yeah. Well, I know you you changed from a drastic career choice, very completely different. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like being full time in a hospital is completely different from what I do now. Now every single like being in the hospital is nice for a lot of dietitians have that type A personality where you want everything very organized and very just like you know what's going to happen and so being in the hospital is a good place for that because you kind of can get into a good routine. Mm-hmm being an entrepreneur like it's different every single day like some days you're just sitting behind your computer on your excel worksheet figuring out <laughs> what your budget is for <laughs> marketing for the next year and things it's it's a lot you're doing of stuff everything like, yeah for yourself yeah and you don't have to I mean I've definitely learned that I can't do everything you know I started out doing my own website now I have somebody who does that for me I started really? out doing my own search engine optimization now I have somebody that does that for me because now I've realized it's not worth me sitting behind the computer for 12 hours trying to figure that out <laughs> if I can pay somebody you know a couple hundred dollars to do it every month yeah. okay good like yeah I'm good to go you're doing what I would I struggle to do. <laughs> yeah I'd be like stressed out I'm like oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> um so I know uh, just for you guys listening, uh, her website is orlandodietitian.com. O-R-L-O. I mean, A. Wow, I don't even know how to spell Orlando. <laughs> Anyways, I know people spell dietitian wrong all the time. So yeah. it's Orlando, D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N.com. Just yeah. so you know. It's two T's. It's not, you would think it's like pediatrician with a C. Yeah. Like, like every other profession spells it, but for some reason we spell it with two T's. Yes. But if you search Orlando dietitian and you spell it She's wrong, the first one. it's still going to come up. <laughs> yeah. She's the first one and yeah. you'll love her. It's nutrition awareness. Um, so also on your website, you have uh, a little button where you can put your email in. What does mm-hmm. that do? So you get a free meal prepping guide if you, if you put your name in that email. And then also like I will send out not very often, maybe every two months or so something that if people are asking me a lot about something like recently, what the health was a big documentary the, yeah, that, heard that, I, that I, I haven't read. watched it, but I heard a lot about it. So many questions about that. And so when I realized that some, that people keep asking about something, I'm like, okay, I've got to put something out there. Yeah. So I'll write about it and then I'll shoot that out in, in an email as well. So that was a big one. Halo top ice cream. Have you guys heard of it? I saw your, no, I saw your that? blog post about yeah, it. What's that, going on with that? That's another thing that <laughs> what everyone's is that? asking me about. It's a high protein <clears throat> ice cream. Mm-hmm. So it's an it's an ice cream. It comes in like a pint size. I've seen a it. Million different flavors, but it's supposed to be like a healthy ice cream. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are asking me like, "Can I eat this? Does this work as part of my diet?" And my answer is basically, "Don't eat it because you think it's something healthy. Like you're not going to be <laughs> any healthier for eating Halo Top. But yeah, it's better <laughs> than the Ben and Jerry's. The struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the things that you know. If I'm getting tons of questions, I realize okay, this is something that's popular, that's out there, that people want to know about. I'll send that out cool. in an email as well. I'm more obsessed with gelatos than like the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, Spot actually, on. I was really surprised because people were talking about Halo Top for months and I refused to try it because I had tried <laughs> all these other like healthy ice creams. Arctic Zero is one. I'm like, it tastes like water. It tastes like flavored water. This does not taste like ice cream. If, if you want to just sit down and put a spoon to your mouth mindlessly, okay, <laughs> maybe that would be a reason to eat it. But if I want ice cream, I want 
something that tastes like ice cream. And it is good. So I refused to try it for a long time. And then people just kept saying, like, you got to try it. You got to try it. You got to try it. So I finally did. And I was actually surprised. It had, like, a good texture to it, like Mm -hmm. an ice cream texture instead of that icy, watery texture. So it's not bad. Um, It's definitely better than getting, like, a whole pint of Ben & Jerry's on a Thursday. Oh, God. But that being said, if you want ice cream, (laughs) like, go eat ice cream yeah that's what i really like about her is that she doesn't put you on any strict diets she says that you can eat anything you want but you need to obviously portion it and it's you know and fuel your body first exactly and like, if you're feeling your body right you're not going to be craving ice cream every night you're exactly just, you're just not if you're craving ice cream every night there's a reason why you are craving ice cream every night so those cravings are gonna wet gonna go away and if you want ice cream it's because you're making a good decision that like hey i just really really want ice cream right now <laughs> and i'm gonna indulge in it Instead of your body being like, eat ice cream, eat ice cream, eat ice cream. I'm craving sweets. Yeah. I'm craving sugar all the time. Yeah. Even though like, I feel like my biggest problem is, though, that I don't eat. Yeah. Like, that you forget to eat. Like, you don't think I about do. it. I do. I just get busy and I just think, like, oh, that's just such a nuisance. Like, I'm not going to waste 20 minutes like <laughs> to sit and eat something <laughs> she, yeah. when I have she homework has to that do. problem. I'm always like, Diana, do. don't forget to eat I'm she always really like, forgets. I know. I am always eat. I'm always get eating. I'm always doing homework or working on, like, um my YouTube channels and stuff like that. So I'm just like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> this yeah. is just ridiculous. Can I just get, like, a fruit smoothie or something? <laughs> yeah. Just something quick. And then my question that I wanted to ask you. So what happened to me was that I thought even though I wasn't eating a lot that I had like a healthy eating habit because I don't really like eating like meat. Um, I still eat like seafood, but um, I don't like eating greasy or fried things. So I feel like the options of things that I was eating was healthy, but I was not barely eating like Mm -hmm. and since like a year ago, I was having really bad stomach pain Mm -hmm. and it got so bad that I had to go to the emergency room. Because I spent a whole weekend vomiting and I couldn't keep, I couldn't keep anything down. Mm -hmm. It was even like water. It was like, I couldn't even drink water. It was just horrible. And they couldn't find anything when I was at the emergency room. They told me I had to go to a gastroenterologist. Mm -hmm. So recently I did. That's why I was, I was gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was gone for like um, two weeks. And what they ended up telling me that I had was a chronic superficial gastritis. Okay. So, um... I know I need to eat better. They did give me some medication, like, for the stomach pains that I was getting yeah. and the nausea because what would happen to me sometimes was that I was like, oh, I really want to eat, like, some salmon with a kale salad today. Like, I would be craving that. Mm-hmm. I would spend, like, my 20 minutes cooking. Then when I was done, I would get nauseous, and I was like, I don't want really? it. Really? I was, like, disgusting. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't eat throughout mm-hmm. the – like, I wouldn't eat anything that day. Yeah. So um, I know, like, a lot of it has to do with, like – the way of eating. So I wanted sure. to like ask you, what would you yeah, recommend I mean, me? The, the gastritis, so so basically if we break down that, ro- that word, gastro means stomach, itis means inflammation. So for some reason, your stomach is inflamed. So is it inflamed because you're going too long without eating and then you have all this stomach acid in there and that's breaking down the lining in your stomach and then that's causing you to be nauseous? So for you, I would recommend like having things that are on hand that you don't have to put a lot of time into that, you know what I mean? So if you're going to put 20 minutes into something, make it something that you can have for the next couple days. Like have that meal, you know, instead of making one piece of salmon, make four so mm-hmm. that you can have so like that. Like meal for prepping. The, yeah. So you can have that for the next four days. But if smoothies are something that you'll do and you're like, okay, that's, that's easy. That's something I can do. Just 
start with either like an almond milk or walnut milk or something like that as your base. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I don't, I, there, I have, have no problem with people who drink regular milk, but for anyone with stomach issues I don't or digestive like regular issues, milk. a lot of times yeah. regular milk just isn't the way to go. It's, it's hard Me. for, for yeah. adults to digest. <laughs> yes. So, um, so if you started with, you know, an almond milk or a walnut milk, put a scoop of protein powder in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can give you recommendations for good protein powder. Tara's Way is a good one that you can find Publix. How Target. do you spell that? T-E-R-A. Tara's. And then uh, Cura is another one. I K-U-R-A. Love Cura. Yeah, I you work with Cura. Yeah. <laughs> Don't um, know anything about this. <laughs> so, so, yeah, those are be, the reason why I'm giving you recommendations is yeah. because there are protein powders out there that just have so many extra ingredients and artificial sweeteners and coloring that if you're doing a protein powder the whole point is that you're putting something good in your body so why do you want to add all this artificial stuff that you don't necessarily need yeah and so and then there's also plant-based proteins like vega is a good brand of plant-based protein i would i would like that much better i've seen that one but i've i don't know if that one was like I doubted that one. I, oh, I don't no, know. I doubt. Yeah. I doubt it. I doubt uh, protein powders in general because I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. So be, so let's break down what a protein powder is. So if it's a, if it's a whey based protein powder, that means that it comes from milk. So basically, I don't know if you've heard the um, what's that? It's like a nursery rhyme. Curds and whey. <laughs> I don't know. There's so there's curds and whey. <laughs> I'm like maybe that's like a 30 year old thing. But um, so when you break down milk, like cottage cheese, you know, it turns into those curds. Cottage cheese yeah. curds, the hard part. And then when you open it up, you know, there's liquid on the top. Yeah. That's the whey. Oh. So whey protein is that turned into a powder. So it's the protein from milk dried and turned into a powder and that's all it is it's not something that like we made up in a lab or anything like that it's just it's a byproduct of making cheese so a lot of times whey companies actually partner with a cheese making manufacturer and because the whey is just a byproduct and they're not going to use it so then they use the whey to make their product so plant-based protein is you can get it from a lot of different sources hemp Pea protein is a big one. Um, I remember that. Yeah, like green, I hate peas. Peas. green peas. I do too. <laughs> oh I hate, God. yeah, I hate pea protein. Remember that one pea protein thing I brought you? Yeah, I th- <laughs> I'm not big on a lot of the plant-based powders because I think they taste like dirt. Mm-hmm. But the two, that, the two that I like are Vega and Aloha is another Aloha. one. And they're both at Target. They're them. both at Target. And so okay. the problem with the, the plant-based powders is they don't, break down as well they don't dissolve as well as the whey protein powders do the whey protein it dissolves really quickly and you can't tell it's there plant-based takes a little more to break down it might be a little grittier in that smoothie but if you're throwing a bunch of fruit in there like you throw at least a cup of frozen fruit some greens like spinach or baby kale like throw that in the freezer throw a handful of that in your smoothie a couple ice cubes blend it and you're out the door you're good to go you've got Mm -hmm. carbs protein you could put peanut butter or almond butter a scoop of that in there Mm, you're like almond butter no i just don't like peanut butter (laughs) i'm a picky eater that's my other problem i'm way too picky i don't like things that are too sweet i don't like this i don't like that it's always an issue when i go out to Mm -hmm. eat like i only have (laughs) i only have like three restaurants that i really like and that's it if you take me to somewhere adventures just send me the menu so if i can see i'm gonna eat something from there (laughs) any of the guys listening (laughs) what are what are the restaurants i like um 
uh, I've always pronounced the name in a Spanish way. Panujos in Winter Park. Panujos. <laughs> I don't know no, what no, that no. is. It's no. like an Italian little cafe. It's so good. They have amazing salads. Their pasta is really good. Even though I'm not eating pasta at the moment because I'm in a diet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and um, I like... Um, where we went to? Ethos. Ethos. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ethos is really good. And the Cheesecake Factory, but I like their salads. Not yeah. the cheesecake. It's too sweet. Like, I just can't eat that. Girl, too sweet. I have the Cajun pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cheesecake Factory. Their salmon is so good. I love salmon. It's yeah. my favorite. Favorite well, salmon pasta. really good for you. You can eat salmon every yes. day. Okay. All those good omega-3s. Yes. Good brain food. Yeah, mm. I always keep myself with an Italian and... I love sushi. Those are like the two things gotcha. I'm obsessed with. Will you eat avocado? I love avocado. Oh, okay. You can put avocados in you your can, smoothies. You give me an avocado and I just take a spoon and eat it yeah. like that. Do you I eat eggs? It. Eggs, yeah. So you could do a piece of toast with avocado and an egg in the morning. Oh yeah, I used to do that. I had to, I used so to do that with <laughs> tomato, but then I had to take out the tomato because of my stomach. The acidity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Avocado toast, egg, sprouted grain toast the best kind of bread to get Sounds sprouted grain or ezekiel you get some extra yeah, protein like in that there one. that's Where like could the I get frozen actually there? so um publix has it in the frozen section because it doesn't have a lot of preservatives in it and so mm. they can't keep it on the shelf but if you go to like trader joe's or lucky's they just have it on the on the shelf just with the is that why it's frozen thing. i've always wondered i was like wow yeah. this is super healthy because it's frozen <laughs> and it's frozen <laughs> because if you look at the ingredient label on it it has like 10 ingredients if you look at a regular bread like a, just a typical nature's yeah. own or wonder bread it's gonna have like 30 ingredients yeah in it. and most of those are preservatives to help keep Ooh, so it it's shelf much healthier. so it's much healthier so i thought it was special well it, it is it, it is because they have to keep it from getting moldy yeah so they, that's why they put it in the freezer but Publix just doesn't sell enough of it but if you go to Trader Joe's they sell so much of it oh yeah they don't even have to put it in the freezer yeah but so what they do the reason why it's healthier is they take the grain like the wheat kernel and then they s- literally sprout it so it starts oh, growing wow. it starts growing some green stuff out of it that's cool and then that creates more protein so then the bread is going to have a better ratio of protein to carbs so you're not just filling up on a ton of carbs you're getting a little bit of protein too so it's going to be a lot denser than your typical bread that's why i like it toasted because when you toast it it just makes it a really good texture yeah but some people like that if you try to eat better. it without toasting it it's like eh, it's okay. i struggle defrosting it and then <laughs> and then toasting it so i just take it out of the freezer and put it in the fridge i don't ever keep it in the freezer at home so it's always defrosted and ready to just go straight in the toaster and then yeah so it's okay to just keep i just always thought i was like wow it's frozen so i have to keep it frozen like that's what i was thinking when you guys were talking i was like so i have to go buy this bread and keep it in the freezer yeah no take it out of the freezer put it in the fridge and if you buy it on the shelf already and it's not frozen i just keep it in the fridge the whole time and then it never really goes bad in the fridge well, well, one of our listeners has a question for Yay. you because I told them to ask away and don't be afraid to ask any questions. Cool. So simply me, 0628, she's asking, so I had a doctor tell me that I needed to cut out meat and supplement my protein with something else like beans, but I don't like beans. What can I eat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like beans. Yeah. Nuts, um, any kind of nuts and seeds, like even, you know, peanuts, peanut butter, almonds, almond butter. So if she's staying away from meat, like, in its entirety, I would also say, like, 
if you don't like, maybe you don't like black beans, but maybe you could try pinto. kidney beans or pinto beans or cannellini beans or white beans. So yeah. there's a lot of different beans out there. Or maybe try making a hummus out of beans. So that's a way that you could eat beans without necessarily eating them in that specific texture. If it's yeah. a texture thing that you don't like. Um, I wonder if fish is still on the list. For, I mean, she said no meat but maybe something like like seafood yeah maybe like shrimp seafood yeah you can and seafood is good for you because it yeah. has the omegas mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. join me <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, i still haven't eaten meat really yeah i'm cool. still in the pescatarian cool. life vegetarian life so where do you where do you usually get your protein <laughs> well i still eat fish yeah. so i get that mm-hmm. like you said beans nuts yeah. um chickpeas yeah like just literally anything that has protein and i know some fr- don't fruits have a little bit <laughs> i wouldn't of count protein. fruits well i don't yeah i use source. it as a snack <laughs> yeah but like big protein sources i'm hispanic so we eat a lot of beans so yeah yeah <laughs> it mainly comes from that yeah and then if you're really struggling to get the protein in, I mean, eggs, we I still eggs. eat, yeah. Um, but if you're really monthly. struggling to get the protein in, that's where those protein powders like Vega and Aloha can come into play because yeah. they're plant-based. And so maybe, you know, if you're you're on the go and you're struggling with getting protein for breakfast, doing a smoothie in the morning or doing a smoothie as your afternoon snack can help you get that protein intake up. Yeah, that's good. Edamame, that's another one. Oh, yeah, edamame. I can't forget that. That's so good with salt. So good. Guys, we're talking about food and my stomach is... I have to turn off my microphone a few times because my stomach is, like, going (laughs) loud. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) So if I go silent, that's me, like, (laughs) my stomach talking. (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask (laughs) you, what's better? Because everyone is always telling me, oh, you should have, like, um, several meals throughout the day. So is it better to have like three meals, like three big meals or just like small little meals throughout the day? It totally depends on the person. Okay. Um, it depends on your lifestyle. So I'm not going to tell someone who is in, you know, like nursing, like they can't go eat every two hours. You know, they can barely even carry water around with them at their job. So they, they're lucky if they get a break every four to five hours to shove something in their face real quick. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to them and say like, okay, you have to start eating every two hours, eight meals a day. So we'd, I just try to help people figure out what's going to work best for them. I think for the most part, if I had to make a blanket recommendation, I'd say breakfast, lunch, an afternoon snack, like a hefty afternoon snack, not like three crackers because people, what do you mean like hefty afternoon I mean, snack? Like, like hummus and crackers like kind of like like we talked about like the complex carb lean yeah. protein healthy fat like making sure like you're not just eating like just a banana like, yeah have a banana you're with leaving some out. almonds yeah because typically people get home from work or from school you know it's five six seven o'clock and you're raiding the pantry before you're even eating dinner so i would much rather you be spreading that intake more throughout the day versus i'm gonna eat 80 percent of my calories when i get home at night because i'm starving yeah at three o'clock like everybody needs something to help get them through that rest of the day because if you're going from 11 o'clock noon to six seven o'clock at night there's not a lot of fuel there to get you through that Mm -hmm. and especially if you're trying to go work out after work or after school and then you're doing that without any fuel in your body so usually four I would say like four meal ish things I don't I don't like to say snacks because then people typically think of like a cracker yeah that's me (laughs) yeah Yeah, like and granola bars and yeah Yeah, no I have like one apple some grapes well because of her like I when I eat apples I eat apples with other things like I eat and not just peanut butter like other things Mm -hmm. so 
But um, also, I see that you're very immersive in your social media because I follow you on Instagram and everything. So, (laughs) but it's good. It's good that you do that. So um, what other ways do you immerse yourself in your brand and your career and your clients? Because I saw that you were doing burpees for bucks. Tell us a little bit about that. Let's talk about burpees for bucks. Yeah, this is great. Um, So this is something that I'm doing with uh, my gym. So my gym is Subu CrossFit. It's downtown. And every year they raise money for the Covenant House in Orlando. Okay. And what the Covenant House does is it helps either kids who are already homeless or kids who are at risk of being homeless get off the streets during the holiday season and all through the year and provide them with things that they need from toiletries to food or, or a blanket or just shelter. What So it's, it's a great campaign because you think about everybody gets caught up in buying the best gifts and then you think about these kids don't even have shelter for Christmas, let alone a gift under the tree. Yeah. So this Bur- Burpees for Bucks campaign, basically the way it works is you donate – and whatever you donate, we have to do a burpee for the amount, for the dollar that you donate. So for every dollar <laughs> equals a burpee. <laughs> Let's just say you have a lot of burpees yeah, to do. Yeah, I think, I think we're at uh, like 1,015 right wow. now. Um, but as for Subu CrossFit as a whole, they are at $35,000 right now. And they serious? started right before Thanksgiving. We still have two weeks to go. I think it's December 22nd is the last day. And that's the most they've ever raised for the Covenant House. So that's thirty. Five thousand dollars. That's gonna go towards getting these homeless kids awesome. off the street. Yeah, it's so awesome. So how can I uh, donate? Yeah. So if you, uh, it's CrowdRise is the the company that um like the way that you donate CrowdRise like nonprofit. So mm-hmm. I, I think if you googled like CrowdRise burpees for bucks, it would probably come up. Or if you go to subucrossfit.com, you can find the Burpees for Bucks link right on the homepage. And if you want to donate to me, it's under Megan Ware. So if you want me to do the Burpees. I will definitely write that. <laughs> that would be that'd be awesome. So we we really wanted to break a thousand and we we broke a thousand. So I have no idea how I'm gonna do a thousand burpees. Obviously I'm gonna have to break it up over several I was several laughing. Days. I was like this, she's gonna go crazy. Yeah, and I hate I don't know why why they have to choose burpees. Why couldn't it have been like I don't know, any other exercise. You have to take videos yeah. every day. We need to know, and I I'm going to be counting. I know. I <laughs> promised people I would do it, so yes. I'll, I'll definitely be taking videos for sure. I have a silly question. What are sure. burpees? Ah, I don't okay. know. Okay. No, it's so okay. I've had this question a lot. So a burpee is, so imagine you're standing up straight, and then you jump down to the floor in like a push-up position. So you have to be, your chest has to touch the floor. Do it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think our our audience will be able to see it. (laughs) And then you push yourself up with your hands and then you have to jump back up in the air. Oh, so I remember down, that. You go like up, up down, up. I've done that. Like a little froggy. I just didn't know they were called burpees. Yeah, everybody hates. I don't know anybody that likes. Burpees. Yeah, it was horrible. I, have met I one used to person. hate my personal trainer. You've used met one. Me. Person. I've met one person, and it was in high school, and I was in my they personal like training class, and they would always say, "Okay, burpee time," and I was like, "No." <laughs> That reminds no, me thank of you. that. Com- have you guys seen that commercial? It's, I think it's like a Geico commercial, and it's like some people enjoy wet grocery bags, and oh then their God. grocery ba- like falls over the toilet. Like some people enjoy hitting their head off of low beams, and the guy hits his head off the beam and smiles. Like nobody likes burpees. No, but it's it's for the kids, so it's for a really it's for a really great cause. Aww. So it's crowdrise.com, and then search for burpees for bucks, or just put subu s u b. S-U-B-U CrossFit, and it's on our homepage. There's a link to it on the homepage. 
Awesome. So something that uh, for the college students so that they know, um, how did you get into dietetics? Like how is the school process? Okay, gotcha. Um, I had no idea I wanted to do a career in nutrition when I was in high school. I thought I wanted to be a senator. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that I wanted to be in in politics because I've always had a drive to make changes in the world and really make a difference. And I thought being a politician was the way that you made a difference. Just being from a small town in Ohio. That's what I thought. (laughs) So I was like president of my class. And I was like, this, yeah, I'm going to do this in in college. I went to Ohio State because they had the number two political science program in the world. So I was like, okay, this is the place to go. And I got into a scholars program where it was all people in politics, society, and law. So we lived together in the same dorm. So everyone on that dorm floor was either in law, politics, or sociology or something like that. And that were either looking to be a lawyer or going into politics. All of our classes were together. Even our English class was based towards politics. Wow. And I found out within about nine weeks that I hated it. And that was not what I wanted to do (laughs) at all. And it was a lot of asking people for money and campaigning and not a lot of actual change that you were Mm -hmm. able to do as as an individual, as a person. And even just getting to college, I realized how far behind I was because I didn't have any family that was within that world. I didn't have a lot of money. And I was already so far behind just being in a fir- my first semester at school. So I kind of was like, what, what am I interested in? And in, when I was in high school and I was playing sports, I would notice that some days at conditioning, I was like ahead of the pack, number one, like super fast. And then other days I'd go and I didn't even want to be there. And so my performance was never consistent. And my coach was like, well, maybe you should start paying attention to what you're eating for lunch. And (laughs) I was like, oh, and and I don't know. At that age, I had never considered that what I put in my body had any effect on what my performance was like as an athlete. Didn't put two and two together. And I noticed that the days where I was lagging behind, those were my McDonald's days. Because we were allowed to leave for lunch. (laughs) We had a couple different, like, fast food restaurants around. So... I started packing my lunch and so my parents would give me $20 a week and I would go to the grocery store myself and Mm -hmm. buy what I thought was healthy and it helped a lot and my senior year I got a lot better at sports and so I was like okay this nutrition thing and I noticed my body changing too which was just kind of a a secondary thing I didn't even and I thought I was kind of like I was born with this body I can't really (laughs) it's not that I can really change about it and then I noticed like I was gaining muscle and my pants were fitting differently and I was like okay this nutrition thing's pretty legit. I like it. <laughs> and so when I was struggling in college and trying to figure out what I was going to do, my roommate in the dorms was like, well, why don't you do something with nutrition? I'm like, that's not a career. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and the only person I'd ever seen that was in that world was Jillian Michaels on The Biggest Loser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, she kind of does something with nutrition. Like, maybe I could do that. And I'm like, well, that's I don't know. There's only one Jillian Michaels in the world. Yeah. So I just went and met with an advisor and he explained to me, nope, this is a legit career. You can work in many different places. Um, You have to major in nutrition. So you have to get a Bachelor of Science degree, which I was in a Bachelor of Arts program. So I had to completely shift the classes that I was taking. Um, It was very science heavy. And um, but it was great. Like when you have that background of the science and really knowing the the baseline of how things work that helps you in your in your career so yeah it was so I stayed at Ohio State I got my degree in nutrition and then you have to apply 
for this internship. It's like a nationwide thing. And so everyone's competing for the same internships and there's a match day. So everybody figures out if they get an internship on the same day. And it's, it's like super intense and dramatic because you're all in the same classes together. So you all go to class and there's only like 65% of people get internships. And so you're like looking around, like who's crying, who's been crying, like who's happy, (laughs) who got in, who didn't. Um, and then it's nine months of unpaid work, basically. But it's Ooh. good. It's good because you do get to see what mm-hmm. what all dietitians do. So you do a rotation in the hospital. You do a rotation with the nursing home. You do a rotation in media. You do a rotation with eating disorders. So you really get to figure out. You get to see what real life is like for someone in that career and you kind of get to learn what do I like and what do I not like and what do I want to go for when I get out of this internship and pass my test wow that must be scary and then actually now they're gonna require a master's degree for dietitians I I think in like 2024 or something like that it's gonna Mm -hmm. be required to have a graduate degree so I make this switch had, fast. Yeah. <laughs> I had thought it was earlier. Oh, I was maybe it. Up, yeah, maybe Yeah, it I think it's far. like within the next year or two. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I remember when I was doing the yeah. dietet- dietetics, I was like, I need to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to get my master's, but I didn't want it to be a requirement just because it's sure. more pressure. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I also wanted to ask, um, I know there are a bunch of other dietitians in the area and, you know, you're an entrepreneurial dietitian. And it's different from a lot of the other uh, routes that dietitians take. So what is a characteristic that distinguishes you from other dietitians in this area? I don't like to follow rules. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> I true. Like to, I like to do my own thing. So when you when you work for a company or a corporation, you kind of get put into a box. So let's say I'm working, if I'm working like outpatient for a hospital system, meaning that the person's not in the hospital, they're coming because their doctor has recommended that they go talk to a dietitian for weight loss. Mm-hmm. So that person comes in, um, they, they usually have to have a diagnosis to see someone within the hospital system like heart disease. So if they come in for heart disease and weight loss, I can only talk to them about heart disease and weight loss. That's the only, if, if their insurance is covering for them, them for that, I can't talk to them about their sleep and stress levels and all I am contracted to just talk to them about those specific things in that period of time because that's what they're covered for whereas if I'm on my own I can talk to them about whatever I want to talk to them about if we want to talk about a meditation app and how (laughs) that's going to help bring your stress level down because there's no way you're going to get healthy if your stress level is at a 10 all of the time then that's what we need to talk about so I think the not wanting to be put in a box and telling people what I can talk to them about and having to hand them this specific handout that somebody else has come up with that I don't necessarily agree with. I mean, the, the dietitian, the, the world of nutrition is changing all the time, constantly. There's new research out every single day. That's why a lot of it's people science. don't, that's why a lot of people don't trust the nutrition world because they're like well just 20 years ago you were telling me that low fat was good and now you're telling me (laughs) to eat a bunch of avocados like how Mm -hmm. does that work 
but it's because we're learning more. It's science wouldn't be science if it stayed the same. Like mm-hmm. if we still thought the world was flat. I mean, some we, people we do. Yes. I yeah. Know. There's heard, some people that believe that recently, and they campaign for just, it. Yeah. I heard that all about And they're that. serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> serious, serious. They're flat. putting money into the research. It's ridiculous. The flat, the flat earthers. Flat Jesus earthers. Christ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Help but us. I mean, science, like it's nutrition's evolving all the time and we have to stay on top of it. But the sad part is, is a lot of times if you're working through these corporations it things don't like we've known that cholesterol in food doesn't translate to cholesterol in the body for 20 years but just this past year the american heart association just said okay cholesterol is no longer a nutrient of concern we've known this for 20 years so me and my business something new comes out and i get wind of it i can share that with my clients right Mm. away even though it's not a necessary recommendation from the higher ups like i know this works so I'm going to work with you on this. How do you keep that trustworthiness with your clients? Um, I think just developing a rapport with them from yeah. that first time that they come in of me really getting to know them and them getting to know me and me knowing that I'm going to help you along the way. Maybe the first thing that we think of or that we work on, maybe that's not the thing that works for you. But I'm going to be here for you to figure out, okay, that's not working Let's take a step back and figure out what will or how we can tweak it or, or change it so that Perfect. it will work for you. Yeah. I have another question um, before we end the show. And also, I feel like at the, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to do a consultation with you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask you. So um, I'm on this diet like I need to lose. They told me I had to lose 15 pounds from the modeling agency that I work for. And that's crazy. I know. I used to weigh 110. Right now, I'm 15 pounds. How are you going to lose? Like I weigh, I used to weigh 110. Now I weigh 105. I'm still losing the weight. What they, the, what they gave me, I don't want to say excuse, but they told me was that since I'm preparing myself for this pageant and they're like, we need you to look good in camera. So the camera adds 10 pounds. You look fine, but you're gonna look bigger in camera. Oh my gosh! That's so we insane. need they you need to dietitians look. So for yeah, so they tell agencies. me that they need me to go down to 95 pounds. Oh my gosh! And I weigh, and I'm um five three and a half. Oh wow! So do you think that would be too unhealthy for me, or <laughs> like? <laughs> um, I mean, that would put you in the underweight category for someone who's five for three. For someone who's five three, yeah, I think it's like I think ninety eight pounds is the highest that you can be to not be in the underweight category. I might be making that up, but you can I you can do a simple calculation. No, we're gonna do a consultation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know. That's it's it's sad to me that that is still a standard of like the exact weight because first of all, weight is just your the gravitational pull of your body on the earth. That's all that it is. It's how much do your bones weigh? How much do your muscles weigh? How much did you eat today? Did you pee today? Like those are all things that contribute to weight. Yeah, that's why I weigh myself early, early, early in the morning. (laughs) Well, somebody who's going to have more muscle is going to weigh more and maybe they look better and they feel better and they're wearing a smaller size short, but they're going to weigh more. And the fact that we're looking at weight as a number still as like a standard of beauty, I think it just sucks. And if we're like for women, if, if we're worried about like, how can I just eat less and eat less and eat less and lose weight? Think about how our brains are going to be functioning. It's not, your brain's not going to have fuel. So like, what are all the things that we're missing out on and we're losing out on in the world because we're focused on, I need to weigh X amount of, Mm -hmm. of weight to be able to do this. I think all I've been consuming has been like fruit smoothies and salads for the last month and a half. 
And I can't imagine that your energy level is like super high. No, it's not. That. Especially <laughs> since I'm, I have such a busy schedule. I yeah. feel like I, I'm dead every day. I just yeah. want to sleep all the time. Yeah. It's you're sad. talking to the right person. <laughs> I love Megan because she's really blunt about things. When you like, if you do a consultation, she'll tell you how it is. She'll be like, well, you know, change this or this or that. And this yeah. is how it is because it's not healthy or it is healthy. If you think about it, your body needs a certain amount of calories to keep you alive in, mm-hmm. in the day. That's like that's what your resting metabolism is. So when people say metabolism, that means what is my body burning just keeping me alive, keeping my heart beating, my lungs breathing, skin cells regenerating, blood flowing. All those things require calories, calories in the form of food. So if you're not giving your body enough of those things to keep all of that running – well, what's got to go? It's something's got to go. It's got to keep you alive. So it's it's going to say like, okay, well, I'm going to take away some of this muscle. So then if you lose your muscle, then you get that like skinny fat look that nobody wants. So it is a thing. <laughs> and then, that's an awkward look. Yeah. <laughs> and then in your brain, like your brain's not going to function that mm-hmm. well because your body's like, okay, well, she's not giving me enough calories to stay alive. So I've got to take away some of these functions. So yeah. it just sucks. Like I would love for you to just find a good balance of like how you can make sure that you're saying energized and your brain's working in the right way. And you're like, yeah, I still look good in my dress or bikini or whatever it is you have to be on bikini. stage for, whatever yeah. you have to be on stage for and now like I mean I think it's been a good movement that people are looking at strong not skinny like we're not necessarily looking at like okay just I have to be 90 pounds and I have to see my rib cage and my hips like that's not the attractive thing anymore thank god we're look we're trying to gain muscle and look athletic and hopefully do things that are good for our bodies instead of just starving ourselves all the time there's still like some places though that france doesn't that. let models there's like a certain oh yeah um, they have a certain they can't be weight. below 90 yeah oh, so for sad. models in france yeah. No, I mean it's good that they're oh, they're they, they're they, medically they testing them. They can't them. be. They can't yeah, be below no, 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 ninety. No, no. Like I imagine they they're like five, five, eight, five, nine, weighing oh. below ninety. That's crazy. Oh, okay, it's a gotcha. law now okay. that they that's cannot great. be. Okay. Yeah, which okay. I think it's really awesome because yeah, it's the beauty standards suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's that's a good movement. And looking more of like instead of focusing on weight just focusing on the whole person and what are you doing for the world and what have you done in your community and that's the best standard of beauty i think yeah i think (laughs) so too so let's drop the question of the day you know that's our thing (laughs) so for both of you or for all three of us what job would you be terrible at and anyone listening you can comment too (laughs) I know mine, a uh, backup dancer, because I have oh zero God. rhythm. <laughs> I can't even clap to a beat, so. That's so funny. <laughs> Dianara? I can't think I of something. I always drop these questions, and they're like, God, Ariana, why do you do that? <laughs> I can't think of something that I would be bad at. I'm not trying to sound cocky. I just really can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just great at everything. No, I know. <laughs> it's not good. that. I just can't think of something. I don't know. You go, and then I'll keep thinking. I, ha- I have one well, for you. Like maybe something where you would be in like a cubicle and not get to talk to anybody all day because you feel like a very like dynamic. Like, I am. You can around, you tell? You need to be around people. <laughs> yes. You need to, so maybe something where you were like a coder, like sitting in your basement. I know. Oh, I can't do that. Sites or something like Heck that. Heck no. No. You probably couldn't do that. I'm always moving. I need to be doing this. I'm doing that. And I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do something like that. A lazy job. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess I could agree with that. I need to be 
ever-changing dynamic. It's like, like my job is in a cubicle, but like I'm always walking around because there's always something happening. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to answer the question because I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to. <laughs> no, I already answered it. Okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. So um, one really cool thing is that I'm super interested in social media and I think it's really awesome that you have your own blog so tell us a little bit of your blog what does it consist of how it stands out from other dietitians blogs and your favorite recipes <laughs> i actually i don't do a lot of recipes anymore because i feel like the world is just so saturated with recipe after recipe after recipe mm -hmm. you see all these great things on instagram you're like oh that looks good but are you ever actually gonna make it no no <laughs> no so i kind of stopped doing that and like i was talking about before i try to find the things that people are really interested in so if i get five clients asking me a question then I'll I'll write a blog about it so um like for instance we were talking about protein powders I yeah. have a list of the best protein powders mm -hmm. I have a list of the best protein bars because people want to know what's quick and easy they can grab and go I have um we talk a lot about supplements on there so people will ask me like my athletes does creatine work does CLA work so I'll do the research and then I'll also trial it on myself so as far as like different diets go and supplements, I always try it. And then I kind of write about my experience. So last year I did a vegan experiment. The year before that I did a ketogenic experiment. So I always try things and then I, then I write about it. The, one of the most recent blog posts I wrote was how to stick with your plant-based goals through the holidays. So this year I've had a lot of people who want to get away from eating a lot of animal products, go more towards the vegetarian lifestyle and um, people struggle when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas and being around family and, you know, it's the turkey and it's the ham. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wrote a blog post about um, ways to kind of stick to your goals through the holidays so that you can start the new year on a roll and not feel like, oh, I have to start over now. Yeah. Do you think that veganism and vegetarianism is taking over the world <laughs> <laughs> um i it's it's when you're in that world it seems that way yeah. but when you're out of that world no. it's like people are still like oh heck no yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, i always I'm not get judged my family's always hovering over me i get the same thing <laughs> yeah. even though i'm not like fully vegan or mm -hmm. vegetarian i was for a while but um since i'm i was barely eating anything compared yeah. to how i normally yeah. i at least eat chicken now whenever i'm lazy to make myself something mm -hmm. but normally i don't i don't like any type of meat it's more of a thing like i feel disgusted by it mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i am about that a lot of things but yeah my family always makes fun of me and they're always like how are you even dominican you're not dominican <laughs> you don't eat meat and i'm just like okay whatever that's yeah. funny i just i think you don't have to put a label on yourself you don't mm -hmm. have to be fully vegan fully vegetarian if you want to eat fish or you want to eat chicken that's fine i think you're going to be better off the less cheeseburgers you eat, the less bacon you eat, the less sausage you eat. That's just life. Like, processed meat just isn't good for most people. Um, but that being said, there's going to be people that go vegan and feel like crap and, and don't feel energized and need that extra protein, namely, like, a lot of, a lot of hardcore athletes. But then there's going to be people who have meat-heavy based diets and they don't feel good doing that either. So it's really just finding what what works best for you. Yeah. And how you how, yeah. how do you feel? Like do you feel really good doing this or yeah. do you not feel so great? When I went vegan, I remember I have like the craziest stuff that happened to me. When I went vegan, so one time I went grocery shopping and I just got out of a yoga class, a hot yoga class. Mm -hmm. I was so so tired. Mm -hmm. I passed out. Oh my gosh. 
and then I don't know. It's probably because really, you didn't eat all day. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had I had a fruit smoothie in in the morning, and then before going into the class, I had tea. Oh, yeah, that's Girl, you just like <laughs> excreted all your liquid from your body exactly. that you consumed <laughs> through my hot yoga class. <laughs> that's Jesus when your Christ. body was like, you're not giving enough to, enough to keep us alive. Screw we're you. We're going to pass out now. Yeah. Like, we're going to force you to go to sleep. Oh my God, I, t- good I need night. a consultation with you. <laughs> I Come really on do. Over. Yes. Orlando <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I put it in the chat. <laughs> Trust me. So, okay. One cool thing um, we are college students, we are always looking for opportunities. Are you still doing internships um as of right now i don't have anything maybe in the new year if, if somebody wanted to contact me and wanted to get involved we could do that but for for the rest of december everything's kind of slowing down yeah and then when the year starts back up again that's when i get real busy and might need some help okay <laughs> so can you kind of explain what interns do <laughs> um definitely a combination of everything so okay. like when you worked with me yeah. i kind of asked you like what do you want to be <laughs> doing and you're like i want to develop recipes and i want to be talking to people and i want to yeah get. so you did a lot of like health fairs for yeah. me you did a lot of behind the scenes work you did develop some recipes yeah still get, <laughs> still get some traffic on those Yay. Um, so it really it depends on what you want to do and kind of what we have going on at the time so sometimes yeah. I'll be going and doing talks at different gyms and things like that. So just helping me with that stuff to prep and get ready for it. Or if you're a really good writer, you know, you can help me write some articles or do some research for me. Um, if you're good at social media, you can help with that. So it just it just depends on what your strengths are and what you want to get experience in doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I had a lot of fun interning with you. Yeah, you did. A lot it of was cool so stuff. fun. Yeah, I know I didn't. I like towards the end, it was a little like because that was when I was deciding like, wait, is this what I yeah. want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was really fun, and I thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for having me here yes, today. Of course. Um, so tell us about a time when things didn't go the way you wanted Ooh. and like a promotion you wanted or didn't get or a project that you didn't turn out that it like as it hoped. OK, I got one right now that's going on right now. So I um, recently, I guess and I guess last year I started to do a lot of research about natural wines. OK. Meaning wine that doesn't have any additives. Do I love wine? Um, So most of your wine, you would think like wine is, I thought wine was just grapes and sugar. I didn't think that you added a bunch of stuff to wine to make it taste the way that it does. But then I learned that there's so many ingredients in wine and so many things being added to it that make it taste the way that it does. I was like, oh, like, okay, that's interesting. But they don't have to label the ingredients of a wine. So there's no labeling laws for alcohol. Like a food, you pick up any food, you have to, they have to put every single thing that's in that food. So you can look at it and be like, okay, I want to eat this or I don't. But for wine, you can't do that. You have no idea what's in there. Oh, wow. So I thought, okay, this is interesting. Um, How can I do this in a healthier way? So I discovered there's this natural wine movement, meaning that they use just the grapes and they try to just leave them as they are. And instead of trying to manipulate the wine to taste a certain way, like you're used to drinking Cab Cab Sav and you're like, okay, it's going to taste like this every time I drink it. So you're used to that. Whereas this natural wine movement is like whatever happens through if there's a lot of rain that year, if there's a lot of sun that year, it's the grape's going to taste however it's going to taste. It's as as little intervention as possible. Yeah. So I read a couple books, started drinking this wine. I found a really great 
wine cellar in Winter Park. It's called the Wine Barn. They also do really great pizzas. But the <laughs> oh, guy there, the guy there really helped me because I, I, I went to like Total Wine and they're like, yeah, we don't we don't know what you're talking Aww. about. They <laughs> sold me a couple organic wines, which is completely different from natural wine. Does not mean the same thing. And, and the labeling isn't really there. Like you can't look at a wine and it's going to say natural. There are a few out there, but not many. And so he really helped me because he gets to know the growers and where it comes from. So he knows which wines are which. And so he helped me a lot. I started drinking these wines. And now that's what I want to drink all the time because they're so different from a regular wine. Sometimes they have like an orange tint to them. Really? Because they don't have the added stuff that makes wine really red do you know what they so, add just like preservatives and um there's food something coloring? called mega red that's uh, some kind of a chemical that just like they do with food like really? artificial colorings yeah what? so if the wine turns out to not be the color you want it to be they add something so to, to make it that color which is natural wine they don't so it might be a weird color what about you. with white wine what do you mean like just white wine not same. Like I mean it's the same, same. they still add oh, a bunch okay. of stuff that's even it. more sugar yeah. right I mean it just it depends on the wine you're drinking whether it's like sweet or dry or whatever but so back to like my failure so oh, I <laughs> so I wrote a little bit about it on the blog and just kind of shared my experience and what I wanted to do was develop a continuing education uh, seminar on natural wines for dietitians because it's not something that a lot of people know about it's kind of a new movement I mean it's been happening in France and Italy for decades and decades but here not so much so I wanted to develop this this presentation and present it at different state conferences and I've applied to present at these different conferences I think I've applied for six or seven I've got zero answers zero callbacks (laughs) and so I don't and I don't know if it's because of the material they're not interested in or the amount of money that I asked for I don't really know why but but yeah so I'm kind of like Hmm. Just like sitting. Or is it my experience that I haven't done enough of these presentations before, that they're looking for someone of a high, higher caliber? I don't really know. But I'm going to keep trying. So I'm going I'm <laughs> yes, to apply keep trying. next year. <laughs> keep and, trying. And see, what, and see what happens. I'll, I'll go to one. <laughs> I mean, I think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is interesting. Uh, I think a lot of people drink wine carelessly, if you want to put it that way. They just <laughs> they just drink it and they're like, whatever. Alcohol in general, people I just know, drink it. No I one know. reads I, the label. <laughs> I know, I did. I never thought about it until I realized, oh, there is a lot of stuff in this. It's not just grapes. I read it, but only like for the calories. Well, they, don't, they don't have to put the calories on wine. So Those, most the ones of, that I get, too. So maybe if it's like a skinny girl wine. No, not skinny girl. Because people are like, <laughs> I don't like that. skinny but girl wine. If 99% of the wines, if you went to a wine store, and they're not going to have, have a label of calories or carbs or fat or anything like that. Um, so would you have to search it yourself? Maybe no, they don't. It. They don't have that oh, information. They just don't put so it out at all. So you have to pay someone to analyze that that food or that wine to know the calories and the macronutrients in that wine. So they don't have to do that, whether it's wine or beer or liquor, any kind of alcohol, it's regulated. It's not regulated by the FDA. It's regulated by, I think, the TTB, it's called. Um, But it's a totally different entity, and they don't have to provide the nutrition information. So when you get, like, the low-calorie beers, like 94 calories or whatever, Mm -hmm. they're doing that as a marketing strategy. They don't have to tell you how many calories are in a beer. So most, if you go to a craft beer place, like a small brewery, they're not going to know how many calories are in their beer because they didn't have to do that Yeah, that -hmm. that testing process. That's a a conspiracy (laughs) so that you don't ruin the wine (laughs) industry. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So 
not going to your failures. So what is your biggest satisfaction as a dietitian? I love when people, my, one of my favorite questions to ask the first time someone comes in is how would you rate your comfort and confidence currently? Whether that's based on your weight, your size, your state of health, whatever it is, like rate that for me from one to 10. And a lot of times when they're, they come in to see me, it's almost like a last line of defense. Like they've tried to do things on their own or they've read a few diet or nutrition books and whatever they've tried to do just isn't working for them. So usually their confidence is pretty low, mm-hmm. whether it's like, you know, their self-confidence, their self-worth, they're usually feeling pretty down. And then my favorite thing is, you know, after maybe the second, third, fourth time I see them, I'll ask them that question again. And they don't remember what they said the first time because it's usually been at least a month or two months at that point. And then when they go from like a one or two to a seven or eight and they don't even realize it. And then I say, do you want you want to know what you said the first time? And they're like, what? I'm like a one. They're like, really? I can't believe that. (laughs) So even if it's not even if they haven't lost 20 pounds, that confidence level that's mm-hmm. going up because now they feel like they're empowered and they know what to do and it's not nutrition is this big question mark or this big magic potion or magic like <laughs> balance that you have to have. They've kind of figured out how it works. Their confidence level goes through the roof. That's my favorite thing and that's the way that I can know if I'm really making a difference is if they're feeling better about themselves. No matter what the scale says, no matter what pant size they're in, if that confidence level goes up, that everything else everything else like whether it's your relationship with your husband or your kids or your job like if that confidence level goes up it it reflects everything else in your life that's awesome so inspiring (laughs) i don't know why i though i'm so obsessed over numbers a lot of people are when they come to me. I try I get, not, I to them not to be. <laughs> That's like yeah. one of my main focuses. The one thing like, that I stopped doing, though, was I used to count my calories mm-hmm. at night while I was showering. <laughs> I don't do that anymore, <laughs> but I still obsess over everything else. Yeah. I used to do that, but then I gave up. <laughs> she tried getting me into fit my fitness pal. I was like, Megan, I can't. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll like congratulate you when you <laughs> do your CrossFit, but like, <laughs> I yeah. cannot put my stuff in there. I just, I don't know why. Like, I can't keep track of my food. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's a good thing that you can regulate your body without needing that. Yeah. Well, usually, like, I'll only recommend the app for people when they're trying to learn more about food, like when they don't know what has carbs or what has protein and what has fat that's a learning tool to help you along the way it's not something so you can stick to 1100 calories every day for the rest of your life and you have to put every meal you've ever had in that like no absolutely not that's not the route I want you to go I just want you to learn more about your food and that was just like one of the tools to yeah I mean as long as you learn how to put the food together and and make it balanced to your body I think you should be fine yeah and you should listen to your body yeah above any above numbers (laughs) or anything like listen like are you hungry yeah like I'm listening to to my stomach and I'm going to eat after this (laughs) exactly (laughs) like it has to happen (laughs) yes I will definitely be eating after I leave here before I start seeing clients (laughs) for sure oh god um okay so again advice for college students what would you give advice or what type of advice would you give to college students looking into the nutrition and dietetics career? Like how can they stand out? Because I I know that this is getting more competitive Mm -hmm. and especially now with the masters Mm -hmm. and all this stuff going on, how can they stand out? 
I mean, I think doing the things that you did, like reaching out to a dietitian that either owns their own business or is in the media and figuring out how can, how can I help you? How can I do, even if it's a two week thing or you want help with one project, at least that's something that you can put on your resume because that's what internships really look for is what is your experience in the field been like? And I noticed that, so when I was in school, I got really lucky because I got a job with a small acute care facility. So like a hospital, but a very small hospital where mm-hmm. people stayed for long term, like a couple weeks or so. And it was a small kitchen. So I started just passing trays and doing kitchen work. And then I ended up really working with the patients and working basically as an assistant to the dietitians there. Mm-hmm. And I worked there all four years throughout school. And I think that really helped me in my internship, especially with interviews and being able to really say like I know what happens and in the hospital I know what dietitians do whereas a lot of the other college students were you know working at the ice cream place down the street or working at a bar or working at you know as a waitress which there's nothing wrong with that you're going to make a lot more money doing it but those were the people that I saw even if they had the good grades they didn't necessarily get the internship because they didn't have any real world experience with nutrition if you can't find anywhere to get experience make it you make it yourself you know start start a blog blog. start doing recipes start doing videos on youtube or on your instagram stories like develop a following because that's something you can talk to uh, talk to interviewers about like i've done this already i've seen a diet a couple dietitians from ohio that started their blogs before they were ever dietitians and now they're big time like they do that stuff full they do that time and they have both have books and I mean it can it can grow to be something really great and not just for experience so so internships are very important yeah Yeah. (laughs) start a podcast there you go that's that's like the new the new wave of the future yeah well we have a a a lady that does podcasting for like nurses and her show's called nurses rock on in the station Mm -hmm. so something like that like anything you know with nutrition which would have been cool um so also uh, something that I want to know, because I know you're into fitness a lot too. How do you keep up with your fitness? Um, what different I, things do you do? I've <laughs> always gone, I've always tried to keep it fresh, keep it new, keep it yeah. exciting. So <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with trying thi- trying something for a while, getting bored with it and doing something else. So like if you go to Orange Theory and you love it for two months and then you start dreading going, you need to change to something else. You don't need One to keep... Thing beating yourself down and going like (laughs) go you know go do pilates or go do bar or go start strength training like finding the thing that really works for you Mm -hmm. and then really learning to love it or you know if you hate running I have so many people that are like I want to run a marathon as my goal I'm like do you like running no well, why? Why do you want to run a marathon? You have why to train do you want to torture yourself through that just to run a marathon? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and then they'll be like, "I love lifting weights, though." Okay, well, let's focus on the thing that you really like. Yeah. I've I started CrossFit about a year and a half ago, and I was always against CrossFit just because of all, <laughs> all the bad things that people say about it, and you think like it's you have to be really a really high level athlete, or it's intimidating, and it is intimidating. But um, it's it's really a community thing. Like as people, we want to be part of a tribe, and we want to find people that are into the same things mm-hmm. that we're into. And I think CrossFit really gives you that. So yeah. 
you have the same coach every day. The same people are there every day. If you don't show up, people are like, where have you been? Oh, no. You know, like, <laughs> everybody knows you. They all know your name. So it's very different from just walking into a gym, handing them your card, and then you put your headphones on, you never talk to anybody. Yeah. So I've been doing this for about a year and a half now, and I don't really see myself ever doing something else because it's, it's just a constant challenge every single day. That's good. I yeah. thought I was going to struggle because I don't like when people tell me what to do. <laughs> That's me. Because I was like, you know, I don't want somebody telling me to do burpees yeah lift this like I don't want to do that because I've been just working out on my own for so long but it I it I started to love it and I don't think I'll do anything else CrossFit just looks scary to me like it just like I I'm like oh my god they're all super bulky I'm like I'm just gonna walk in there and just (laughs) look like (laughs) a weakling (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny we have people all over the board I mean we have the 60 year old guy we have the really yeah yeah I mean it's it's all yeah I heard it's very diverse all over the board because everything can be scaled to your ability so if you know one person might be doing pull-ups like easy like oh they go up there they do 20 (laughs) pull-ups but if you can't do a pull-up that's fine so there's rings that you can put your feet on the floor and you just pull yourself up using the rings like a trx kind of body weight exactly so everything can be scaled and you can always get better and I was intimidated too and Mm -hmm. I would get butterflies every time before I walked into that gym for probably a year (laughs) before I really felt like I knew what I was doing but getting yourself out of that comfort zone and like I said finding your tribe so maybe Mm -hmm. your tribe is Pilates or hot yoga. Or yeah, those are some of my things. I mean? You know the one image that I have when I think about CrossFit? <gasps> about that huge reel that people just like turn over. Oh, the, the, <laughs> yeah. Tires. Yeah, the, the tires. tires. Yeah, the tires. Yeah, the tires. <laughs> that's the image that I have when I think CrossFit. Yeah, that's fun. Like it's, tough. It gets, it gets your adrenaline going. and I, I don't even know I how I want to join CrossFit. How, have just, you done that? Oh, yeah. yeah how, how, is that difficult? Because that it's, looks intense to um, me. I mean, they have little tires too. Too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't always have to do the, always have to do the big tire. But okay. Funny. So I it, I the person when I I couldn't I didn't go to CrossFit for like two and a half weeks. Like my shoulder was bothering me, and I noticed I was in a bad mood. Like every day I'd come home and I was just angry. My fiance is like, "What is wrong with you? Why are you just so angry all the time?" I'm like, "I think because I haven't got to like get that adrenaline going." And, and mm-hmm. you go in there and you work out with these weights and you're trying to beat your time and it's just like (laughs) do you become an adrenaline junkie then I don't know like it's just I miss it when I don't go okay sure well when you exercise your body releases the endorphins so that's probably what it is yeah you're just happy you're on like exercise high I mean there's nothing like more stress relieving to me than going in having a good sweat getting a good workout and feeling like okay that was a great way to start my day yeah more energized for the rest of my day yeah. Okay. So a little plug for CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try it. Subu. Subu. Definitely. <laughs> There's one by my job. It's called Forever Young, and I was looking into it. It's just for me, it's too expensive. I you think know? that's where Andres, the dietitian, I was telling really? you. Really? I think he his office used to be there. Forever Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's like two minutes away from my job, so I was uh-huh. looking. Every time I pass by it, I'm like, stop making me feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I could be coming here after yeah. work, but yeah. it is ex- it is expensive. But you get a coach for every. It's like having. You know, you have a personal trainer, you're going to pay a lot of money yeah. for every session. But, it, you know, you have a coach for every single time. Yeah, every that's single good. Time you go in there. Do you get people asking you, like, you want to be my dietitian? <laughs> At CrossFit? Yeah. 
No, they're all in shape already. Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I no, bet they I ask do, you sometimes. I do get, yeah, I do get questions about, like, well, do you use this protein powder? Or, uh, like, do you use this? And that kind you of You feel thing. special? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's everywhere in life because everybody's interested in food. So if, if I go to a party or a bar or whatever and people are like, what do you do? And I say I'm a dietitian, they automatically have questions or they automatically tell me what they had for dinner last night (laughs) (laughs) you're a doctor talking to me about food constantly well I think like I I feel like you would agree with me I think that going to a dietitian first before anything would be the first step in anything you need to take if you feel weird or or sick because your body is basically here let me fix my words yeah literally that's it yeah are you what you eat kind of yeah kind of like your body responds to what you eat so if you're sick you're sick because you're doing something wrong like i've noticed especially after uh, being her intern that um everything that i eat legitimately causes me to do specific things like whether I get a pimple the next day it's because I know that I ate chocolate before or or I'm feeling a certain way because I ate something different and like that's why it's like whenever I get sick I'm like wait what did I eat you know and it's (laughs) it's true you know they don't give you guys enough credit I have a ton of clients who have done the like burn fat Orlando or all these things that you hear on the radio and they've spent thousands and thousands of dollars doing these things and then they come into me because Whatever they did for that, you know, three-month period, it worked. They lost the weight. They looked great for their cruise or whatever it was they were trying to lose weight Mm -hmm. for. But it's not a lifestyle. And as soon as you stop going to them and you stop, you know, getting the B12 shots or getting the whatever it is that they're selling you, (laughs) then Mm -hmm. the benefits go away and you gain that weight back. And usually your metabolism is screwed up from doing it. And so now you can hardly eat anything without gaining weight. So I get a lot of people who have done many things before they come to me but my hope is always that I'm the last I'm the last thing that they have to do that they don't have to ever pay for another diet or dietitian or weight loss scheme I mean that the things that are out there that people waste money on are Garcinia what is that Garcinia Cambodia Cambodia is that true what do they say? Like that it increases it metabolism lo- or, or something you lose like weight. That. Like no, you're not. There's no pill that you're gonna <laughs> take that's gonna yeah. just automatically burn fat off of your body. Like it's hard work. It's you know exercise. You don't believe food. in diet pills? No. I, okay. So that is her thing can, too. If you take a diet pill, I'm not saying it's not gonna work. You know, it might decrease your appetite. You might not want to eat, and you might end up losing weight. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do when you run out of those diet pills? You're just gonna keep buying more for the rest of your life. And then for the rest of your life, you're, you're addicted to these diet pills. And as soon as you stop taking them, whatever benefit you got from them goes right out the window. Most of them are just uppers. It's mostly like just a ton of caffeine. So you're super jit, jit, jittery all day and you want to do more and you want to do more and you don't eat. But no. what that does is when you, when you eat below what your metabolism is, then your metabolism drops. Because your body says, okay, she's not giving us enough. We're going to drop our metabolic rate. And then you have to even eat less. And so you go through this process of eating less, eating less, eating less, eating less until you're you're ultimately starving yourself and you can't mm-hmm. function. And then you're passing out in Publix. <laughs> in Publix, that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that aim at me? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe just a little. I know. I know. <laughs> So it's time to wrap up the show. I did want to ask one last thing to kind of end it here. Uh, Megan, what is the next step in your career? And if there's any secrets that you want to let out, 
let us know so that it can be first on the morning Secrets. tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, my career is just, I, you know, I want to keep continuing to grow my business and I want to provide opportunities for other dietitians to kind of do what I do. A lot of times when I when I go to these conferences with other dietitians, they're like, how did you do this? How did you start your own business? You know, how are you being successful and where did you begin? And I want to help other dietitians do the same thing. And if I can provide that opportunity just by continuing to grow my business and bring other dietitians on who aren't necessarily wanting to start their own thing or start their own brand, I already have this brand that's established. So if I can bring other people on that have an entrepreneurial spirit that, but that are kind of scared to kinda take that leap, um, that's what I would love to do. So to grow nutrition awareness just in a way that I'm bringing on other dietitians and spreading the word that you don't have to starve yourself and you don't have to track every single calorie and really getting people, especially females, more empowered to fuel their body in the right way and listen to their body instead of trying to shut down those cues yeah. all of the time. So That's there's so awesome. there's no secret when it comes to nutrition. <laughs> it's just fueling your body. There's no um, magic potion or, or pill yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't exist yeah that's so awesome well thank you so much megan I it was so awesome time chatting yes with you ladies. We thank had a you great so show much going on here. <laughs> thank you thank we you. had so much fun talking about nutrition and we would love to have you back maybe Absolutely. another time yeah. maybe specify on one specific topic for sure that we can talk about but i'll definitely ask people later on to see what they want to talk yeah. about maybe after new year's yeah i know oh, yeah because after new <laughs> year's January that's the time that everyone yeah everyone is trying to get fit and starting to get prepared for summer yep. yeah spring break yeah oh <laughs> spring break too. Oh, i forgot no. about that that's like alcohol binging too yeah so. that's true i just remember being in college in the um during like february and march the gym was just packed with people oh, that were going mm-hmm. to cancun trying to get the beach <laughs> I never went to Cancun for a spring break. Let's go, Ariana. I went once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to pay for that? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the morning tea. Thank you so much, Megan Ware, our registered dietitian special guest coming on our show. This is Ariana. Desde Ayanara Leonardo. And that's the morning tea. Thank you, guys. See you guys next Thursday, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.